12, Matthew 24, and verse number 12. And then we'll look at some more scriptures in this chapter in just a moment. It says, this is Jesus speaking now. It says, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and your mercy. I pray, Lord, that you would forgive me of sin and shortcoming. And Lord, help me not to be up here caught up in self. But I pray more than anything that your spirit would move and you'd speak to hearts and lives. Lord, you would hide me. Lord, that you would be lifted up and glorified in everything that happens. We'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for standing. We appreciate you so much being here. I want to give just a little bit of background of what has taken place in this chapter. And then we'll move into the message. Remember now in Matthew chapter number 24, Jesus is talking with his disciples. When we get to verse number 3, they ask a question. And the question is, what shall be the sign? What shall be the sign of thy coming? And of the end of the world. They are wanting to know the sign of Jesus' coming. And they want to know the sign of the end of the world. Notice what Jesus says in verse number 4. Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars, rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, and pestilence, and earthquakes, in divers places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Now I want to share just this, and then we'll get on into it a little bit. Dr. David Jeremiah, one of my favorite preachers on end time prophecy said when you read verse number 8, that is the beginning of sorrows, he said that means the beginning of birth pains, for a, like for a woman having a child. And if you have ever been in a room when a woman is having a child, those birth pains start out and they start out mild. But as you are growing closer to that child being born, those birth pains, those sorrows begin to increase. And they keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger until the baby is born. Dr. David Jeremiah says that all of these things in the end times will begin... And they will begin with certain amount of strength. 
But as time goes on, they will continue to grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And I truly believe that is the truth in the scriptures. But I still believe in the rapture of the church. Amen? And I believe that one day Jesus Christ will come and take his church home. And I'm glad to be a part of the church. Amen? But I want want us to notice these things that are coming and is a part of now in the end days. And we realize that as we get closer, they will intensify and they will get stronger. It says, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Then shall be many offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Now we'll always preach about the wars and the rumors of wars. We'll always preach about the, the famines and the pestilence and the earthquakes in diverse places. And we are experiencing that now in the days that you and I are living in. But the same words of Jesus in all of these end time events, he speaks verse number 12. And it says this, and we'll preach it. And because iniquity shall abound... The love of many shall wax cold. It's right in all of these end time events. The first thing that the Lord dealt with me about in this verse is this. It's interesting how the Lord got me to write it down. The chill of love. The chill of love. When you begin to study those last words, wax cold, in the way of introduction, I want to share what that means. That word cold there means a chill. It means a shivering, a shivering with a cold. I don't know about you. I want to tell this story and then I'll get on into the message. There have been times that I have been cold. Just here recently in my own living room, I was sitting there on the couch and I I said to my wife, I said, it's cold in here. And she said to me, do not touch that thermostat. (laughs) She said, because when you get it so warm in here, it's hard to sleep at night. Get you a blanket, amen. I have been sitting in my own house cold. But this word here, waxing cold, means more than just being cold. They might be someone in this service here this morning. You might be sitting here and you might say, I'm a little cold in here. But there has been some times in my life that I have been cold. When I first got saved, some men invited me to go hiking with them. And they took me up on the Appalachian Trail. And these men did not do summer hikes. They didn't do fall hikes. They didn't do spring hikes. These men that took me hiking did winter hikes. And I can remember them telling me, you need to get you a zero degree sleeping bag. 
Well, I found out if your sleeping bag is rated at zero, it does not keep you warm at zero. It keeps you from getting hypothermia at zero. So I'm up here and I'm hiking with these guys and I'm laying there in my North Face sleeping bag that at that time I feel like I had to sell my car to buy. And I'm laying there in that sleeping bag and it's probably about 10 degrees. We're laying in them shelters on the Appalachian Trail and I'm not cold, I'm shivering. And I'm laying in that thing and I'm going... And I can remember thinking to myself, I cannot wait to get up and start hiking again so that I can get warmed back up. I'm telling you, there's been some times in my life that I have been shivering cold. If you've ever been there before, say amen. Amen. When you study these words in the Greek text, you will find that this word uh, uh, wax cold, it means uh, uh, like psychology psychology it's the it's the science of the human soul it's the it's the power of the soul and what you will find is is when jesus said that in the last days uh, many shall shall wax cold what jesus is saying is is not only will your love be cold but your very soul will grow cold not only do you, do you see people in the last days who, who, who does not love people and there's more hate than there's ever been before, but, but what, what he's saying is, as you ever heard this said before of someone, man, that person's got a cold heart. Man, that person's just cold. They don't care about anything. Well, now you're beginning to learn the word that Jesus used in this verse. He said that in the last days, he said many, he said, he said the love of many shall wax cold. It's a, it's a shivering cold. It's a soul that has grown so cold to the things of God and to the things of people. That's what Jesus is saying. And then he uses the word wax cold. Now, the only time that you and I will ever use the word wax in our modern-day English is if we're speaking of a candle or or something of that sort. But in the King James Bible, that that word wax cold, it means to increase in size. That word wax cold means to grow. These words wax cold cold means to pass from one state of life and going to another state of life. Now remember what the Bible is teaching us here in these verses. In the last days, people's love will get cold. But it don't just say that their love will get cold. This waxing cold gives the interpretation of what Dr. David Jeremiah teaches. People's hearts will be cold. People's love will be cold. Well, as time gets closer to Jesus taking the church home, people's lives will get colder and people's love will get colder. And as time continues on, hearts will get colder, love will get colder. And time continues on, lives will get colder 
and love would get colder. To the point to where people's lives, the love that they have will become a chill. The soul of men and women and boys and girls will become so cold, it will become as of a chill. To pass from one state to another. When you study the word wax, it says several things in the Bible about it increasing and growing in size. It says people will wax feeble, people will wax old, people will wax worse and worse. And here Jesus is saying that because of iniquity, iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So if you have an understanding this morning of what Jesus was using the words waxing cold, if you kind of get the gist of that, say amen so I'll know we can move on. Amen. Amen. This is cold-hearted, man. This is people that are very, very cold. People that just do not care. People who have changed. Their life is changing. But here's the question, and it's right here in this text. What's causing, in the last days, in the days that we are living in now, what is it that is causing people to get so cold? What is it that is the reason that people are so shivering cold in their souls? This verse tells us. And because iniquity shall abound. That's the reason. Iniquity shall abound. This word iniquity means the violation of the law. It means wickedness. It means unrighteousness. To make it real simple, it means sin. And what Jesus is teaching is, is just like in Genesis chapter 6, verse number 5. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination and of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So what is taking place here in this text, in the end days, people is going to not only sin, but their sin is going to increase. It's going to multiply. There's going to be a large number of sin in people's lives. And the end result of people's sin in their lives brings forth love that is cold. Souls that are cold. People's lives that are so cold that they can actually do things to other people and honestly, they could care less. They can say things to hurt people and their hearts are so cold that it does not even faze them in the least. And Jesus said it. The preacher didn't say it. One of the disciples did not say it. Jesus himself said it. In the last days, here's your sign. They will be wars and rumors of wars. And they will increase. 
They will be pestilence. They will be earthquakes. They will be all kinds of things happen all around the world. And it's going to increase. But he said also because of sin, the love that people has in their life is going to increase and it's going to get colder and colder and colder. Are you with me this morning, church? My wife has always said this to our kids. And you mothers and fathers and grandparents ought to be able to relate to this. What is it that's going on in young people's lives when they become smart alecks to their parents? I know what a lot of you say, and I've even said it. Oh, it's just that age, you know. What is it that causes that child to talk to a parent or to someone in authority with such a cold, bitter heart? This verse teaches us why. Because iniquity is abounding in their lives. Sin is in their life. And I can remember at times when one of my children or two of my children or any of my children might be a smart aleck to me or my wife. And my wife has always looked at our kids and told them this. I do not appreciate what you said and I do not appreciate the way you said it. And said, I want you to realize something. The way that you are acting is obvious that there is a heart problem. There's something wrong in here. The reason that you are acting the way that you are acting is there is a heart problem somewhere. If you with me, say amen. amen. Listen. That husband... That husband that is out of the will of God. That husband who said, I love my wife and I love my children. But yet comes home from a weekend trip or comes home from being off at work for several weeks and several days. But yet they walk into that house and they are so cold and they are so bitter and they are so aggravated and they are so short And they are such smart alecks to their wife and to their own children. Can I say to you this morning, there is something that is wrong in the heart of that husband. Something is wrong. And that mama who loved them babies and takes care of them babies and and is around them kids and loves on her husband, but yet in her life, she begins to wander off. And in her wife, she begin in her life, she begins to stray, as the Bible would teach us. And then all of a sudden, she becomes cold. She becomes aggravated. She becomes bitter. She becomes short. And even when you begin to ask them about what it is that is going on, and they blow up, and they rant, and they rave, can I let you know something, church, and those that are watching online, there is a heart problem somewhere. That child who is addicted to drugs, how in the world 
can that child go into their own mother and father's house and steal from them and take their money and take their guns and take their TVs and take their kids' toys and take those things and go and sell them as if they don't even have a conscience, as if they don't even have a heart in their body. The Bible teaches us, and Jesus said it himself, because iniquity has abounded. Love begins to wax cold in people's lives. If you can't see this, church, if we can't understand what Jesus is saying in this verse, then we're blinded to the truth of the Scriptures. We're blinded to the truth of the Scriptures. So we see that love becomes a chill. And we see the reason. The reason is because sin has increased in all of our lives at times. It not only affects the family, but it affects the church. It not only affects the marriage, but it affects the children. It not only affects the children, but it affects the grandchildren. Are you with me? I mean, this is the message that God has laid on our hearts so that you and I will realize that when these things are going on around us and even if they begin to happen in us, we need to recognize what is going on. We need to see that in the end days, Jesus said, people was going to wax colder and colder and colder and colder. Please, Lord... Don't let me be that man. Please, Lord, don't let me be that man. So what is the concern of the chill? What is the concern of this love that is getting cold in people's lives? Both David, King David, and both in the book of Isaiah... Psalm 120 and verse 5, David. Isaiah 6 and verse 5. Both of these realized that in their lives they was growing cold. Even Isaiah said it and David said it. And here was the words that come out of their mouths. Woe is me. Woe is me. In other words, they are crying out to a holy God and saying, God, I realize that I need help. I need help. Lord, I know that I need help. Even Isaiah says, Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell amongst a people that are unclean. And they cried out, Woe is me. I want to ask you something, sir. I want to ask you something, ma'am. I want to ask you something, young people. Have you ever sensed in your life that you was growing cold? I'm not preaching to lost people this morning. I'm preaching to believers. I'm preaching to people who knows Christ as Savior. Have you ever felt it and experienced it in your life? You're just starting to get cold. People that loves you try to help you, but it makes you so mad. There's a coldness in your soul, and you just become a smart aleck to everyone around you who has poured their lives in you. It's a coldness in our souls. Sin, cold. More sin, 
colder. Living in more sin, colder. To the place till we get over here and our very souls, our very souls has become a chill. There's the love for the Lord has changed. Hear this child of God, the love for the Lord has changed. The love for people has changed. When you used to see that one on the street and it would break your heart, but now it don't mean anything. When you said at one time in your life, I want to give it all to the Lord. But then as time goes by, you say, I'll just give little to the Lord. And then now as time has went on by, you give nothing to the Lord. There was a time in your life where you said, I want to love people. I want to be there for people. But then as time goes by, you say, man, I ain't got time to do that for people. And then now you're in a place of your life now to where you even, you would never say it. But if you was honest, you'd have to admit, I don't even care for people. There's a time in your life to where you said, man, I'm going to really try to be what God wants me to be. But then you find yourself in a place to where you just don't even hardly try at all. But then you find yourself now in a place to where you don't even care at all. There's no try. There's no effort. There's no discipline. There's no seriousness. And you're saying, I don't know how I got here. The Bible tells us how we get there. Because iniquity is abounding. That your love is waxing cold and colder and colder. We got mamas and daddies in this service this morning. And you're trying to figure out what's going on with your children because they're different now. They seem so cold. They seem like they don't even care. And when they talk to you, they don't care a bit to let you know that they don't care. Don't leave out of this service this morning and say, it's just a phase and they'll get out of it. Can I tell you, mom and dad and grandparent? they might not ever get out of it. Because when sin abounds and it continues to abound, every prodigal that goes to the far country does not make it home. We need to see what's going on and we need to understand what's going on. And we need to call it for what it is. The concern of the chill. Is there anyone concerned about the chill that is going on in our nation. The chill. Revelation 2.5 says, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent and do thy first works. Second Peter 3.17 says, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. Be careful. Be careful, child of God, that you're not led away from your faith. Don't be led away from your faith. Don't give in to sin. And whatever you do, don't give in to people. I wrote this down in closing. Some will tell you, 
it don't matter. Some will even say and suggest to you, it don't matter if you get out and sin. It's fun. There's no need to deny self. There's no need. <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself. And you know why your mom and daddy's so hard on you, young people? They're just trying to keep you under the thumb. I wrote it down in parentheses. Who knows if you'll ever make it back? That's the, who knows if you will ever make it back? I wrote this down. Would you have me quit? Listen. Would you have me to quit this race while I'm so close to the finish line? Did you hear that? Would you have me to quit this race with us so close to the finish line? You being my friend, would you help being a part of my life to cause me to fall and stumble in sin when we know that our goal is one day to make it to heaven? Would you allow someone or are you going to allow sin in your life to cause us to be right here, right before Jesus comes back? Are you going to allow those things to rob you of the love of God that He's put in your heart and life? Whatever you do, child of God, please hear me. Whatever you do, child of God, whatever it takes, find your place in an altar and call out to a holy God and say, Lord, woe is me. Help me to get back to the place to where I need to be First off with you, God, and second with people. We've got to get right with God, and we've got to get right with people. Do you hear me? Please hear this message, child of God. Please hear this message. We have to. Okay? Now here's one that I want you to think about. I want you to think about this. You listening? Listen now. If Jesus said, and he did, wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, earthquakes, sicknesses, diseases, but he goes on to say, love in people's hearts will be gone. It's going to be gone then how much the more should you and I love people? If we realize that in the end times, people's love is going to be ice cold, shivering, how much the more should you and I walk close to Jesus so that we can love the unlovable? How much more should you and I love people that if we know the closer we get to the end, that less people's going to love anyone? 
That should light a fire in our souls to let us realize if the world's getting colder, Lord, make me hotter. If the world's falling out of love for people, Lord, let me fall in love for people. Because I can tell you something. There's somebody that you know well who feels like no one loves them. And they're going to need somebody to come by and love on them. If the Lord lets me, I don't know what I'm going to preach tonight. But there's some more verses that have been on my heart and I'm not going to preach them now. But does the Bible not only teach us not only to love those who love us, but to also love those who despitefully use us and would persecute you. That boss at work that's so mean, they just need somebody to love them. But you're so ticked off, Adam, you can't love them. Don't let your love grow cold. Especially in these last days. So here we are. Here's the message. The question is, where are you at? Where are you at in these last days? Is your love for God strong? Is your love for your family strong? Is your love for people strong? But more than anything, if there's something in here, child of God, If there's something in here, child of God, lay it all down before the Lord this morning and say, Lord, woe is me. Woe is me. And can I be honest with you about something? Every single one of us in the building, including the man who's preaching to you this morning, that's why I prayed before I even preached, God, forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me of myself. And help me to be filled with the Spirit. Because I know me. My wife will even say this. This is what she'll say to me. She'll say in closing. I love it when you spend time reading your Bible. And she'll say to me, I love it. When you go to that prayer closet every day. And I've asked her more than once over our 30, going on 34 years of marriage. I've asked her more than once. I've asked her, why is it that you love it when I'm spending time with the Lord? She's never, hardly ever, she has on occasions, but very rarely she said, oh, it makes a difference in your preaching. But without fail, 100% of the time, she says this to me. When you're right with God, you treat me different. She has told me on every occasion, when you're reading your Bible, and you're being constant and steady in your prayer, she said, you treat the kids different. She said, yes, you preach different. She said, but sometimes I'll mention something to you 
about maybe checking on someone or doing something, and sometimes you look at me like you can't believe I just said that. She said, but when you're right with God and you're doing the things that you know you're supposed to be doing, she said, you're a total different man. And she said, that's why I love it when you are right with God. And I will admit, when I'm reading my Bible and when I'm praying and when I look at my wife, there's so much love swells up in my soul for her. When I look at my kids, there's so much love that swells up in my heart for them. And I'll be honest with you about the two. I look at you sitting in these pews and there's so much love swells up in my heart for you and your families. But I don't have to get off and get drunk. And I don't have to get off and get high. I can just slack up a little bit on doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. It's like snapping your fingers. I begin to wax cold in my soul. I've said it and I'll say it till the Lord calls me home. I'm either the weakest pastor you've ever met are one of the honest ones you've ever met. But it don't take me a week to backslide. It don't take me two days to backslide. Within the same day, if I'm not careful and I'm not serious about the things that I need to be doing for the Lord, instantly I feel my soul begin to get cold. And the closer we get to the end, the more it is going to happen. Miss Gina. Lord. Lord, stir in my soul. Lord, stir in my soul. Please don't let me get to the place of shivering.